1: Good morning, good morning, my friends, good morning. How are you this morning, my friends? Good morning, God bless you. It's so great to see you and hear you. I don't see you, but I see you in spirit. <laughs> I know that you guys are there listening in, tuning in, and I appreciate your support, and I appreciate those who have been um, really with us since the beginning of the podcast. And for those that are joining us for the first time, we welcome you. I hope that you are ready to dive into the Word of God, because the Word of God is what gives us life. The Word of God is what prepares us. The Word of God is what gives us instructions. And the Word of God is the, is the nourishment that we need for the soul. So, my friends, we are going to continue where we left off in the book of Hosea. And um, if you have not had an opportunity to go back, for those who may have missed a couple of uh, episodes, go back and start to read from chapter 1, Hosea, because right now we are midway into chapter number 2 of the book of Hosea and we're picking it up where we left off we're going to be starting in chapter 2 at verse 6 and again a real recap you know hosea was uh commissioned by god to go and get married with a woman who was a harlot and have children and um he knew that in going into that relationship that He was not gonna have a faithful woman uh, based on her lifestyle, but he was being used by God for such a time during this time to be able to bring about change, to be able to be the beacon of light uh, in someone else's eyes, to be able to be the extended hand And most of all, to be a person who was obedient to what God asked him to do. And as we read along with chapter one and the beginning of chapter two, God will expose the unfaithfulness of people. And he'll do it in a way that might seem unconventional to us, out of the ordinary, out the box a little bit. But God does things his way. And for Hosea, his assignment and the task he needed to carry out was also out of the box, unconventional, out of the ordinary. But he was still obedient to what God asked him to do. And in doing so, God was able to use him in a mighty way to bring about change, to bring about a different perspective, a different understanding, Um, and most of all, to bring about an understanding to us and an example today as we read this of how God will work in our lives in so many different ways And as long as we're obedient, he will continue to help us, protect us, and most of all, give us his unconditional love. And we're going to pick up where we left off. So in chapter 2, verse 6, this is what it says. Therefore, behold, I will hedge up your way with thorns and wall her in so that she cannot find her paths. She will chase her lovers, but not overtake them. Yes, she will seek them, but not find them. Then she will say, I will go and return to my first husband. For then it was better for me than now. For she did not know that I gave her grain, new wine and oil and multiplied her silver and gold which they prepared for borrow. Therefore, I will return and take away my grain in its time and my new wine in its season. And I will take back my my wool and my linen given to cover her nakedness. Father, thank you so much for your word for we know that your word is true. Your word gives us life. Your word gives us a spark. Your word gives us a perfect example of everyday life circumstances that people were dealing with back then, the time that this was written, and we can actually apply it to our lives today because we are also struggling in these same areas. So we thank you, amen. So my friends, you know, God was exposing Hosea's wife, Goma, for her unfaithfulness. He was making sure to bring about the fact that she went on with the life that she had prior to meeting Hosea. Even though Hosea was put in her life as a good man who provided and gave her what she needed. She technically didn't have to continue to stay in that lifestyle that she was in because God had supplied and blessed her. With a faithful man at that and with the things that she needed. But many times as we continue to talk about how sin keeps us strapped, it keeps us stuck, it keeps us not moving forward, until we fully surrender it over to God, until we are fully um, encountered with what God wants us to to experience in our lives, to get a hold of us, even if it breaks us down, because in the brokenness, God can work out those pieces, put them back together according to his plan so that you can move forward with your life to fulfill everyday purpose. And in this situation here, as God had started to expose what was going on with Goma, He was also exposing what was going on with the community back then. Because Israel was also at this time caught up in things that they weren't supposed to be caught up with. They were idling other gods. They walked away from God. They dismissed God and they went about doing whatever they wanted and didn't follow God's commandments. So there's a parallel here of what we see in Goma and what we see was happening at the time with the children of Israel. Because God had blessed Israel at this point. He had given them, you know, what they needed. He had um, prepared provision. He had given them their livestock. He had given them their land. He had given them the things that they needed. Once they went into the promised land, they had what they needed. But they got caught up in things that they should have never have gotten caught up with. And here, as we read, it says, Therefore, behold, I will hedge up your way with thorns and wall her in. So that she cannot find her paths. Because when it says, I will hedge up your way with thorns, meaning the actions that were being taken place at this time with Goma, the actions that Israel was doing. God was going to allow that there'd be some type of obstruction, some type of um obstacle to continue to fulfill whatever the sin was, whatever, uh, the other worshiping of God's that was going on and in walling her in, meaning (laughs) bringing, bringing that person, bringing that person to a halt, you know, when they say, you know, Oh man, I just hit a brick wall, right? You can't get past the brick wall. You can't go any further. You cannot continue to go on whatever journey you placed yourself on or you were edifying yourself with. God will come in and intervene and allow something to happen to stop you from continuing to fulfill the sin, to fulfill what you want from your own desire. Because we're set out, my friends, to fulfill the will of God, not our own will. We must be following God's will. And here, God will make sure that he will set up obstacles if necessary to stop you from doing the wrong thing, to stop you from staying in bondage, to stop you from con- committing Uh, The wrongs that you're doing or committing whatever it is that he never intended you to be a part of to begin with. And when it says here so that she cannot find her paths so that way the journey that you were on that you set up for yourself that that's not where God wanted you to be that's not the road you should have never been on or if you were on that road and God delivered you from that road, he delivered you from that situation, he delivered you from that circumstance, you needed to have walked away and not entertained that anymore. Because when God does something new in our lives, my friends, he does it so we can be on the straight and narrow road. He does it so we can stay focused now on what he wants us to do and not keep looking back to the past, not keep looking back to whatever used to sustain us because now God is sustaining us in a different way. Not look back to the provision that you used to have, how you used to make your money, right? Because now God has given you a new way in provision and in having money or in having the things that you need for everyday life necessities, once God gives you a newness, a wholeness, once he gives you, um, uh, it's just this new setup for your life. He really is now placing things in order for you and blessing you. Why do you have to keep looking back to the things that had you in bondage, to the things that had you broken, to the things that had you as a slave, to the things that had you oppressed, depressed, suicide thoughts, all those things that go down a list. Why would you want to return to that when God gives you a new place, a new beginning, a new mindset, a new setup of provisions? You know, why do we look back? Because we're in the flesh. We operate in the flesh, my friends. And our flesh is very weak. Our flesh will always have us fall. Our flesh at times will make us do irrational things, will make us make the wrong decisions. That is why it is so important that we have to be operating in the Spirit, in the Holy Spirit that operates within us. If you're a believer of Christ, my friends, you have the Holy. Spirit operating in you and you listen and you're attentive to the guidance of that Holy Spirit and you never give up on anything that the Lord has presented to you and given you and set the path and has placed forward for you. Why would you want to look back? You need to stay focused, looking forward for the new things that God has given you in your life. But a lot of times we want to continue to believe that the things that we had before really were satisfying us and God is saying, I'm giving you a new nourishment. I'm going to give you a new satisfaction. I'm going to give you what you've been longing for in a different way. I'm going to fulfill your hunger. I'm going to give you a new way of thinking. I'm going to give you a new way of acting. I'm going to give you a new way of reacting to things. God wants to do something new in our lives every day. And when he delivers you from something, when he gives you provision, when you've been praying for a long time for a breakthrough, or you've been looking for a way out and God sends the way out, you cannot take that for granted. You cannot be like, well, God gave me what I needed so I can still continue to do what I was doing before. And then now I'm just gonna still use what God gave me But you go about using it not correctly. You go about using the blessings he's given you. And you squander it. You go about using the blessings that he's bestowed upon you. And you let it just fall by the wayside. You're not a good steward of it. You don't take care of it. You don't share with others. God does not bring us out of situations, chaotic situations, specifically in our lives, in the the bottom of the pit that we've been in. He doesn't extend a helping hand to us to take us out of our situations that we know that we've been struggling in the areas, that he knows that we don't belong there, that he knows that we have been in bondage of some sort so that we can just go back to him and be like, thanks a lot for your help, Lord. You know, I got it from here. I'm gonna, yeah, I'm gonna use what you gave me, but I'm gonna still use what I've been using. That's not how it works, my friends. When you truly walk away from something, when God gives you something new, why continue to go to the old? There's no need for that. He's given you new things because he wants you to do away with those old bad things. And this is an area that was a struggle as well for Goma because she was still operating in the flesh. She was still operating in what she knew and what she was familiar with and what she had as a regular routine in her life. And God says to us, you've always had that routine. I know you've always done it that way. I know you always thought you had the power. I know you always thought you were in control, but now I'm in control and I'm trying to set you up in a way that's going to bless you. It's going to give you what you need. You're no longer going to have to work 13,000 hours a month you know to, to, to make money. I will provide a different provision for you. You no longer have to be caught up in the addiction. You don't no longer have to be selling drugs. You no longer have to be in the addiction. You no longer have to be caught up in doing things that takes away your life, your, your health your, your healthy mind, your, your healthy physical body, because I've set up a new way for you. And I don't want you to keep looking back at that. That's in the past. And my friends, we struggle as Christians. Even with that, we get salvation through Christ, through his son, Jesus Christ, you know, through, through God who gave us his ultimate son into our lives for the redemption of sins and we become saved and then next thing you know we have a struggle within ourselves because we're like yeah I know I have my salvation and you know thank you Christ that you're like supposed to be my rock and my anchor but then I still got the other things I'm dealing with you know so I'm trying to balance both no that's not how it works once you give you give your life over to Christ and you have salvation and God has set a new order in your life, that is what you need to follow. You don't go back to your old ways. You don't you don't have that as plan B anymore. When it was your plan A to begin with. That's not the plan anymore. God sets it up a certain way and says, No, this is how I'm gonna set your Feet grounded now, and this is the steps you need to take. This is the journey you're going to be on now. Stop looking back. Because then what happens is if you don't do that, God says, hey, because you're not on the right track, because you're not doing what you're supposed to be doing after I've done all this for you, I'm going to set something up that no matter what, now you're not going to get the provision. Because a lot of times, my friends, we get blessed by the Lord. We take that blessing for granted and then we go and we start doing our old ways And then we think, oh, yeah, I'm rocking and rolling again. You know, I'm back in the swing of things. And then God's like, oh, really? That's the way you're going to do this? I'm going to stop you from even getting that. Because you have to understand, my friends, that when God gives you something new in your life, when he takes you out of addiction, when he takes you out of pornography, when he takes you out of smoking, if you're a heavy smoker and you're almost dying, when he takes you out of anything that you're not supposed to be doing and he sets you free from that and he delivers you from that how dare you think that you can take the salvation the freedom he's given you anything that he has given you that has that has been his provision and you totally disrespect it you totally take it for granted how dare us do that my friends how dare us do all that because let me tell you something God is a powerful working God and he's the only one we should be worshiping we cannot be going back to worship what was an idol to us that shouldn't have been an idol in the first place we cannot go back to our old ways to worship those things again when God has delivered us from that so in this case he's like okay Goma, this is what you're doing. I gave you a good man, a faithful man who provides for you. You don't need to work. You don't need to prostitute yourself anymore. You don't need to go after all these things that you were doing before because you, I've set you up now to have everything you need. But in your mind, you still feel like, oh, you want to do both. You want to balance it out. You want to still do that. Well, I didn't call you to do that. I didn't have a good man come into your life. So you continue to do that. And when I'm saying man and woman, it's both ways. It's both ways. Men, this applies to you too. If God gave you a good woman and she has bred you kids, she cooks for you. She cleans your house. She washes and irons all your clothes and she helps you and she's your helper and she's your, your she, She's just always by your side and she's a good woman. Why would you then go and be with some prostitutes? Why would you go and be with a sidekick? Why would you go and be with a mistress? Why would you have the extramarital affair? So it works both ways. There's not just we get this example, and we apply it to both male and female. Why? Because we're humans, and we operate in flesh, and we're weak. And God says, this applies to everybody because this is in parallel, com- um, parallel to what was happening with Israel. And God is telling us this story and setting up the example that we can apply to our lives today. And when it says here... She will chase her lovers, but not overtake them. Yes, she will seek them, but not find them. Then she will say, I will go and return to my first husband. That's right. Because listen, (laughs) oh man, Lord Jesus. God's going to make a way where she's not going to be able to find those lovers that she was looking for. They're not going to be around anymore. She's not going to be able to go about her lifestyle that she had been having all that time. She's going to try to find the people that she was rolling and doing stuff with. They ain't going to be nowhere to be found. And she doesn't have a choice but to say, oh my gosh, like what happened here? Like I can't find any about any other people that I used to roll with and what's going on and you know, I was used to that, and I, and I could make more money that way. All of a sudden, God's going to cut that out. God's going to make a way. He's going to be like, enough is enough, and it's going to be dry land in that area. That's why many times I even have to question myself when I start going through a dry land. Lord, have I done something wrong? Did I forget to do something that you asked me to do? I always go, and I check in with the Lord. I was like, Lord, am, did I did I did I forget to help someone else that you asked me to help? Like you got we got to examine ourselves my friends. We got to be like, "Lord, am I on the right track every day, my friends? We need to wake up and we need to say, "Lord, I feel you, Lord. Am I doing the right thing today? What do you require of me today, Lord? What mission, what assignment do you have me on today, Lord? How are you going to use me? Please use me as a willing vessel. How can I encourage someone? How can I help someone? How can I help myself today? Okay? We need to always go to our Heavenly Father and ask those things of Him. And say, Lord, am I in the right track? Did I miss a beat? What's going on? Because my friends, the minute we go the wrong way, the minute we make the wrong decisions, the minute that we dismiss things that God told us not to be a part of, when we didn't pay Him any mind, when we didn't pay Him any attention, when we didn't heed to what He told us not to do, and we start experiencing dry land zero uh, uh, of 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 any provision something just stops you're not you're not getting you find yourself you're stuck you're not going anywhere that is because god was like enough is enough you're not going to continue to do that anymore i had already told you you were done with that but you still keep going back to it so you know what that you're not going to have that either and here's the thing you have no choice that once you know you've, you're have in dry land, you have to go back. You have to come to your senses. Goma came has to come to a sense and be like, wait a minute, wait a minute. Okay, I was going after Jim, Harry, Joe, Billy, Jonathan, whoever. I got to just go back to my husband. <laughs> I got to go back to what God blessed me with. I got to go back and be a good steward of that. I got to go back and say, hey, wait a second. I am so sorry. Apologize. Uh, admit your faults. Admit your, your, you know, confess your sins and say, I know I've done wrong. I've got to stay on the right track. God has blessed me with you. And this applies to both male and female. Y'all know what I'm talking about. It applies to both, of, both male and female in relationships. And it applies at this time to Israel and what Israel was doing against God. After they had been blessed by God after he had already given them everything they needed they went and they started to worship other gods they went and started to give their lives over to other people you know that they weren't supposed to be a part of they started to just not do god's commandments they stopped doing god's commandments they started to do their own thing with this all these new gods and all these new ideologies and all this new way of believing and being And my friends, when God gives us a blessing, when He gives us everything we need, when He's shown us the light, when He's shown us the miracles, when He has given us mercy and grace, when you have seen things unfold in front of your eyes that were miraculous and you knew no one else could have given that to you, you know it came from your Heavenly Father, why would you then go to an idol that you think is the idol that's giving you those things we are in this society today dwindling in christianity and dwindling mysticism dwindling in in witchcraft and dwindling in medium uh readings in tarot card readings in all these type of things that are man-made and then we're wondering as christians why are we struggling why are we in this situation? Why is, 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 does it it doesn't seem like the bowl of soup that I have, all the ingredients don't make sense because you're mixing stuff you're not supposed to be mixing stuff with. You're dabbling into things you're not supposed to be dabbling into. And my friends, here's the thing. <laughs> when we do that, that's where disaster comes. That's where chaoticness comes. That's where confusion comes. Because God says, I am, not, I am the awesome, powerful, working God who has bright light. And I want to give you that. And you keep dwindling here and hanging out and being with the dark light. The dark and the light cannot mix. And the light will always overpower the darkness. So if you're messing up and you're doing stuff with the darkness and you're thinking, oh, I can balance both. Yeah, I could still be a Christian and I could do this other stuff. You know, no one's going to know. You know, let me tell you something, my friend. God knows everything. It is not hidden from him. So you need to like wake up and smell the coffee and ask yourself, am I dealing with something that I'm not supposed to be dealing with? That takes me away from God and takes me away from my, you know, I'm going to lose my testimony. You know, I, I, I am jeopardizing my salvation. You know, you need to, we need to examine ourselves every day. Am I involved with something that I'm not supposed to be involved with? Especially if it doesn't line up with the word of God. So then here, God said, I'm going to intervene and you're not going to be with nobody. All the dudes you're gonna you've been hanging out with that's it I'm the, you're done these guys I'm gonna take them out I'm gonna wipe them out they're not gonna be around anymore and you have no choice but to go back to your husband right um and then it says here for then it was better for me than now so there's the realization like oh my gosh you know all this time I have been blessed by this individual God gave me this individual I have the provision. Um, and I just want the, you know, I'm still trying to balance both, you know, but then this the realization that comes of my gosh, it was better for me then than now. Why? Because the then is the new husband, the new thing that's been given to her, the new provision, the new roof over the head. She was also blessed with children, even though the children had names. We already discussed this. They had names that foreshadowing what's coming in the future with those children and those generations. But at the same time, it is a realization. God has to come in and intervene and, and say, okay, enough is enough. Because he doesn't want us to be lukewarm Christians. He wants us all in, my friends. Especially when we've surrendered our lives to him and confessed with our mouths that Jesus Christ is Lord. How can then you go back on what you've confessed and be hanging out with other gods, other lords, other ideology things? You can't do that. And then it says here, For she did not know that I gave her grain, new wine and oil, and multiplied her silver and gold, which they prepare for Baal. So here again, this is a perfect example of how Goma had been given all these blessings when Hosea came into her life and married her. He gave her, because it says here, that I gave her grain, right? That's the provision, that's what you need. You, you, You need grain. To grow things, you need grain to cook with, you need grain to do all these things with, the new wine, a new wine, a new life, a, a new status, right? Listen, because we spoke about this before, she was now getting a new status because she was marrying a good man, right? She was ga- ga- marrying a faithful man. So she, you know she was going to gain something she, and did gained something great from him, Being with him. On the the opposite side, Hosea marrying her reputation in town didn't go so well for him. But he still was obedient, right? And the oil. Oh, my gosh. What a blessing of the oil and all the things that you need. And when it says multiply her silver and gold. Right? That's the rich rich things of what they had back then. If you had silver and gold, you were considered a rich person. You were considered very well off. You were not considered poor. You will consider that you 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 a high um, class society, you you had status, you had everything you needed, you had the provision. But in doing that, what does she do? Even though she had all those things that God gave her, she still went back. To be with the old dudes that she was with before. That she had no business going back to. And then for Israel's sake here. And the parallel situation. They were worshipping after Baal. Which was another God. They should have never been worshipping. And the problem is. Is that. You know. What happens is. For Goma. She had no choice. She had to return back to her husband, because in her mind, even though she had him and she, he gave her everything she needed, she thought, well, you know, she could do, she could be better off without him by going back with her lovers and and getting what she always got from them. But what she didn't realize was that. It's a struggle to handle these things. You cannot balance it. God doesn't want us to be doing a balancing act. You know how in, 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 in the natural, we always say, oh, balance your life, balance your work life, balance your life, your family. Life. God doesn't want us to have to be jugglers or balancing anything because God balances it all out for us. And we just walk in the blessing that he gives us. He balances it out for us. We just walk every day in the joy and the peace and the love that he gives us from glory to glory. And we have this life that is so full and rich in abundance out of the way of the world thinking, but more in Christ and spiritual and heaven thinking. Because my friends, what happens is we always, as humans, are always trying to seek more and better and bigger things. And God says, You can work as hard as you want. You can slave yourself. You can, you know, uh, be up all night trying to go after all those things. And you may never accomplish it. But if you just stand still and know that I am God and know that I can. Give you however I feel fit that the success you're going to get is a certain way. You will be blessed and be able to get a great night's sleep. You will be blessed and will only have to work so many hours. You will be blessed and don't have to put in a thousand hours when I can give you the miracle to do something in one or two hours. My friends, we have to operate in God's way. We have to be good stewards of the things he gives us. We have to have respect for what the things that he's done in our lives and how it's changed our lives, how it has helped us prosper. How it has really helped us become still in the moment and enjoy the things that he's given us. Whether that's an abundance of food, an abundance of the home you're in, an abundance of the car that you drive, an abundance of the job that you have, an abundance in your ministry, an abundance in whatever it is that God has given you. Children, you have an abundance of children. You know, your family has extended. You have such an overflow of love and and a family. Whatever he has given you, my friends, we need to be good stewards of that. How are we taking care of those things? Are we not taking care of it? Are you taking care of the things that God has given you? And have forgotten and walked away fully, 100%. Of the things that had you in bondage before, of the things that had you depressed before, of the things that had you in a place where you were not healthy, where you were not happy, then why would you want to go back to it? Listen, we're always wrestling with the flesh because the flesh always wants us to just go one way. And God wants us to go His way. You know, when they always say, it's my way or the highway. That's not how God operates. God says, I have one journey road for you, and it's straight and narrow, and I want you to stay focused and continue to be on that road because where I am leading you is going to take you to a much better place. And for some of us, we've already been in this great place. We are in this great place right now that God has placed us in. And we struggle every day to not go back to the addiction. We struggle every day to not go back to alcoholism. We struggle every day to not go back to pornography. We struggle every day to not go to being a thief. We struggle every day. That's why we've got to stay grounded in the Lord. We've got to stay focused on Him because the more focused we stay on him the less we think about those things the less those things want to tempt us the less those people keep coming back into our lives and i'm telling you my friends this is what was happening at the time with israel it's exactly what was happening they kept looking back they kept looking over their shoulder they kept wondering oh is my my friends still there my my bad friends are they still there you know That could still be my plan B if this doesn't work out. Let me tell you something, my friends. Plan A of God always works out. There is no plan B with God. Plan A is God. And when you are with plan A, that is abundance (laughs) in your life. Plan A is abundance in your life. And there's no need to go back to the old stuff. There's no need to go back thinking, well, let me go back to my old ways because that's where I made more money. That's where I was in control. That's where I had more status. God doesn't want that for you. If he took you out of that life, if he took you out of that mafia life, if he took you out of that militia life, if he took you out of that strip joint, if wherever he took you out of and he has you in a new place you need to stay in the new place because God wants you to stay in a healthy new place that he's positioned you in now and he will always set up the provision and it doesn't matter how difficult sometimes you think it is or if you might just be going to a small bump in the road because listen I get it we go through little bumps in the road It's part of life. It's part of the lesson. It's it's part of the molding that God is doing in our lives. He's working on how we endure things. He's working to help us with patience. He's working to help us to continue to stay in faith and trust him. Yes, we hit some bumps in the road sometimes, but then God gives us the push to get over the hump. So my friends, just stay concentrated on him. Stay focused on him. And whatever he's given you, whatever he's blessed you with, be a good steward of it. And then it says here, therefore, I will return and take away my grain in its time and my new wine in its season. And I will take back my wool and my linen given to cover her nakedness. The things that God has blessed you with and the things that we think. Is better for us to have on our own accord God will say all right you left me to go with them or you left me to go with it or you left me to go with that which I don't want you to be a part of to begin with because you know it's gonna send you down a rabbit hole he will Make sure that something major will happen in your life to have you returning back to him out of desperation because you decided to rebel against God and you didn't have gratitude for the things that he gave you, for the new job or the new promotion he gave you because now once you got the promotion, you think your stuff don't stink. You got a chip on your shoulder. No, he gave you that promotion to help you leverage the career ladder, to give you more money to be able to pay your bills and be on time and to help you have a buffer for rainy days but he also gave you that promotion if you're overseeing other types of employees that are under you so you can help build that team so you can encourage those people so you could be a good leader but you failed at that too because you were not a good steward of that because we get an ego that comes and hits us and we're like oh i'm the boss now Y'all need to do what I am telling you to do. And all of a sudden, you start talking a certain way, being a certain way, acting a certain way, looking a certain way. And people are like, what happened to you? That is why whatever God blesses us with, my friends, we need to stay humble. We need to stay in gratitude. And if it's something that gives us an abundance and an overflow of blessings we need to extend it to other people share it with other people help other people because then what will happen everything will be stripped away listen there have been stories of christians who have shared their testimonies backslidden christians who shared their testimony about how they went back to their old ways after being saved after receiving salvation after being delivered from any type of addiction that they had an issue with, after being, home, after being homeless and then having a home, whatever the case might be, there's been testimonies about people because after they got the blessing God gave them, after they, God helped them with their situation, after God set them on the right track, they decided to do a U-turn and go back to their old ways. But God is a merciful God, and he loves all his children. The problem is, is that all his children do not love him. But he's always ready by the sidelines waiting for you to come back. And if you continue to take your time to come back, then he's going to step in and he's like, okay, I'm going to make this happen so you have no choice but to run back to me. And some of you are probably hearing this, and man, Tania, this is really deep. Of course it's deep. This is a very deep <laughs> chapter. This is deep, my friends, because what was happening to Goma and, and what Hosea was experiencing is things that we experience in our life today. What applied to them back then is applying to us to us today. These things are happening. People have been blessed by God today. But they still go back to their old ways. God has given an abundance of blessings to people. Whether that's, you know, whatever you have in your home, your furniture, your food, whatever it is. And people take it for granted. They're not good stewards of it. God gives you a house, but you don't clean your house. You let your house decay. You know, God gives you a good person in your life, but you treat them like crap. C-R-A-P crap. You, you curse at them. You, you, you look at them a certain way. You're not nice to them. I mean, come on guys. I'm getting down to the nitty gritty here because the reality is, y'all know I say it like it is. We don't have time to sugarcoat anything. We should never be sugarcoating anything. The word of God is the word of God. It's the truth. It gives us great examples. Of things that happen in people's lives. And how it's happening today in our lives. We need to recognize that the giver of the blessing is God. We need to recognize that. And Israel at this time did not recognize that God was the giver of the blessings they were receiving. Instead, they were thanking other people. Other gods for the blessings that God was giving them. They weren't even giving credit to God who was the one who helped them in their time of need. And we do that today too. We do that today, my friends. We go about getting all the blessings God gives us. And then when someone says to us, hey, how'd you acquire all this? We come out and the first thing that comes out of our mouth is that, oh, I came up with the idea. Oh yeah, it was my, my, yeah, I, I, I designed this. Oh yeah, I brought it together. No, 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 no. It needs to start. My heavenly Father blessed me with this. He put people in my life who gave me, you know, provision, who who, who helped me, who who were um good friends to me. He gave me an opportunity. You know, he um got God just really allowed me to have this place. Like we gotta give all credit to Him, cause everything that He has given you came from Him, my friends. Okay. Don't think you could just dismiss the giver and the blesser of the things that have been given to you. That's not how it works. But that was what was happening here. Israel was giving, you know, the shout out and the credit to the other gods that were worshiping. When those gods weren't doing anything for their lives. But it was the Heavenly Father that was providing the provision. And with Gomer here, she had a, a husband that had been given to her, a good husband at that, with a good heart, and she was dismissing him and was doing her own thing with her other brothers and her other you know bros and stuff that she had from before, her other men that she had from before, her other lovers that she had from before. Gotta get a hold of us, my friends. I don't know what situation you're in today. But have you looked at yourself in the mirror? Have you examined yourself? We're supposed to examine ourselves every day and say, wait, am I on the right track? Am I doing the right thing? Am I appreciating the things God has given me? Am I being a good steward of it? Because at the end of the day, my friends, you have to ask yourself. Whatever it is. That God has given you, are you being a good steward of it? Whatever possessions He's given you, whatever materialistic things, as you know, we don't, we don't, we don't worship materialistic things. But in everyday human life, we need things, specific things in our lives. We need a bed to sleep on, right? We need a kitchen to cook. We need to a roof overhead. There's things that we do need. We need a car to drive. We need a job. We need a, the natural to be part of this earth. You need those things. We don't. We don't worship those things. We don't idolize those things. Those are the necessity of everyday basic life needs. And God supplies it to you. And when you have the beauty and the privilege of being God supplying those things for you, you don't take those for granted. But you have to ask yourself, the things that God has given me, have I been a good steward with that? Have I done the right thing? Have I shared it with others? Have have I been a helping hand of some sort with an abundance of things? We've spoken about this a little bit in another, other chapters from before. We have to ask ourselves, have I used what God has given me to honor him? Do you ever revert it back to God, what he has given you and how he has helped you in your life? So my friends, I'm going to leave it at that. Because here's the thing, just remember that no matter what you think you're doing right now in your life, that you're trying to balance Christianity, your faith, your walk with Christ with other things of the world or other spiritual things that are not of God, other idols, other gods, other religions you can't do that and whatever god has blessed you with are you being a good steward of it and are you honoring god with it so my friends i'm going to leave you with that go back reread the chapter because this stuff is deep i told you this chapter with this whole chapter this whole book is going to be deep we're going to be diving deep And a lot of people don't want to dive deep to this type of stuff. But it's in the Bible. It happened in their time, day and age time. And it happens right now today in our day and age time. So my friends, I look forward to sharing the word again with you next week. Where we will rise and shine with the word of God. Wake up Saturday mornings with a purpose. God bless
0: you. Antonia Roman is the author of Confessions of a Christian Woman, A Journey in Marriage, A New Beginning. In this book, Antonia shares her personal journey in marriage and how she used God's Word to help her overcome verbal abuse. Tune in next Saturday as Antonia Roman continues to dive into the Word of God. The Word of God gives you insight for the purpose in your life.